0: What's worse than a door or many doors being slammed in front of your face? Guess we'll find out. Hey, thanks for coming back and sticking around and supporting me. I truly, truly appreciate it. And I just thank you so much. So let's get right into it. Chapter four, take several seats. So at the beginning of this episode, I asked what's worse than a door or several doors being shut in your face. I don't know if anything gets <laughs> worse than that in terms of just shutting down your pride or just shutting down your confidence, right? But I thought about it and I'm like, hmm, at least for me, there's something worse than that. And that's when somebody essentially tells you to take several seats or girl, you need to take a seat. And why? Or boy, you need to take a seat. Why? Because when we stand tall, confidently, and we're very bold, or you're a very bold and confident person, and your confidence essentially gets destroyed in a sense, that's a hard thing to accept, right? It feels a lot. It's rejection, and it feels like rejection. Rejection sucks. Rejection hurts. It's not the best feeling. It's not the best boost to your confidence. (laughs) And so it's a very difficult thing to embrace. And so I think about, you know, parts of my journey so far where I've pretty much been told to take several seats. Or I'm sure we've all had experiences where we were standing tall. We were standing confidently. We were standing like, I got this. I'm good. And yet... So let me run it back a few years ago when, so I shared in previous episodes that, you know, I was doing my master's of public policy program at the University of Toronto and really had no intention to go there at all. But anyways, (laughs) I went and while in the program in my first year, you know, I came in very confident, very bold, very, you know, convinced, not necessarily in my own strengths or in my own knowledge or, or intelligence, Um, Even though, yeah, of course, I had that confidence, but more so, like, God is going to see me through this program no matter how difficult it is. And I had no idea that very early in the program, my confidence was going to be tested and I was going to be told, essentially, girl, you need to take several seats, take a seat. Because I came into the program, you know, initially not even wanting to be there, but, you know, having gotten into the program, ready to start, excited. And what happened was. So I started the program for a semester. Courses were pretty easy. I was finding things very, very easy. um, But then, you know, I had to... The program is really, really expensive. And so I had to um, still work full-time hours, essentially. And I remember, like, I used to come into lectures pretty late like in the morning so at that time my commute was like an hour and a half or two hours away from the campus with about three two buses and a train and so I remember I used to come um, to class you know after it started and I, I hated that because I hated walking into class and the way the class is set up as well where the class was set up was that All of the students or all of the the chairs essentially are facing you when you're walking in. And so I just, I hated it. And I was like, oh my gosh, why did I go into this program? Why did I accept this offer? Like I could have gone to a school that was closer. I could have gotten there within like 20, 25 minutes and I would have been good. Because I hated going to class late. Like I always wanted to be at the front, sitting at the front so that I can really focus on what the professor is saying. But in any case, I... Um, had to work, you know, full time hours while in a very intensive course. And I remember when I got accepted into the program, I asked the program coordinator, um, Is it like, in your opinion, is it okay to continue to work, even if it's part time hours, while completing this program? And she straight up told me, No, we we suggest that students do not work because this is a very intense program. Even though it's a two-year program, every semester is very intense. And I'm like, no, I got this. Like I've been working since I was 15, since I've been in high school, since I went to college, since I was doing my undergrad, like I've been working full-time and I've been good. And so I went into the program confidently, like I can do this. Like, you know, I'm gonna keep on working and moreover i need to pay for this program that's like $40,000 and so i you know i went into work at that time i was working for a government organization and um you know i would i would go into work and um i would have to balance essentially like all of the workload from the four courses that i was doing um and all of the the work that i was doing within um, my job and it was tough. I'm not even gonna sit here in line and say that it wasn't tough. It was tough. Generally speaking, like I used to find it very, very easy to just, you know, work and I can skim through readings and I can understand everything and I can get it and I'm good. But with this particular program, because it was so focused on like quantitative analysis, so courses like economics. It was. It required more of my attention, and I'm gonna be honest. I know my strengths when it comes to school. So my strengths are in reading, writing, presentations, articulating myself. Like those are the things that I, I have. Good, I have strengths in. So I'm very confident in those areas. And so, like I said, I can skim a reading and I can understand what the author is saying, and I can articulate it, um, and I can present it um, in my own words or in my own way, either through a presentation or through a written paper. But this time, and in this program, for some reason, there were two you know math based courses, and I'm like, oh gosh, like I know that even though high school and college, like I took math courses, economics courses, statistics courses, and I have to I have to put in more effort in order to see the fruits of the work that I'm doing, right? In order to get like high grades, I need to put in more effort and more hours and more studying time compared to. Writing and all of those things, right? And so I knew where my areas of improvement were, right? And so, but I still felt like, okay, I've done this before, I've worked, so I'm gonna be good. I'm just gonna keep on working and I'll be fine. And yet, <laughs> first semester came, economics, statistics. I'm like, oh my goodness. I think I can probably find a way to breeze through this course without doing too much studying or doing too much work. <laughs> Was I wrong? I went into the program, into the course, confident. I can do this. I can do this. And I still felt like I could do this no matter what. But I went into the course feeling I can do this. I can do this. um, And I need to work. Like, I have no choice. And so I, you know, started the courses. And I was doing okay, but I wasn't doing as well as I wanted to. And long story short, I ended up failing one of the classes. Yep. I failed a class. I'm not above anybody. I'm not better than anybody. I have my shortcomings. I have areas where I haven't done well. I've failed. I failed in this course and I felt honestly like a failure because going into this program, again, like I said, I was standing tall. I was confident. I was like, I'm good. I can do this. But yet in that moment when I got the grade back and the notification that I failed the course, my confidence honestly was shut down. I'm like, these people are pretty much telling me, girl, you need to take a seat because you're not as intelligent as you think you are. And those were the kind of thoughts that were coming into my mind and things that I was thinking. But I'm like, am I really, you know, um, prepared for this this program? Am I really capable of completing this program? Like, can I do this? Like, I have no choice. I have to work. I can't stop working. I have to pay for the program. But can I do this? How am I going to get through this? Like, I've never, I have not failed a course over the course of my my education, especially not in post-secondary, and so um where I've actually, like, tried to put in some effort, you know? And so I was bummed. I was down. I was sad. I was broken. I was, and I know some people be like, it's not that serious. Like, we've all failed courses before. We've all done this and that, which is true. But I'm somebody who loves education. I think anybody who knows me knows that I love education. And so I always aim, I always aim for higher. So, you know, sometimes when we hear things like, oh, aim for an A, but if you get like a B, it's okay. That has never been me. I aim for an A and I must get that A. I aim for an A plus and I must get that A plus, right? And so it's not even like one of those things like, you know, when we were in high school and all those things and, you know, somebody might get like, um a 99 or 98 and they're crying because they didn't get that 100 percent. No, no 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 that's not what i'm talking about i'm talking about i was aiming for an a grade in this course in economics and in statistics and i failed so i was like i'm in a master's program and i didn't pass in the first semester what so basically, let me just take a seat and just forget about this program. Let me just exit out of this program while I can and go to a different program and just, you know, mind my business or every experience is a lesson. Whether or not we pass, there's always a lesson to be learned. And so uh, as I was starting to have a lot of these thoughts, that. Oh, I feel this course like i don 't think i 'm going to be able to complete this program i don 't really have the luxury of not working and focusing primarily on studying. I have to work. And so I'm like, how am I really going to get through this program? Because I'm not going to be able to stop working abruptly. Like, I have to keep on working. I don't have a choice. The school is not going to fork out $40,000 to pay for my program. I have to do it. And so, you know, I brought that. I had these thoughts, you know, I was kind of like going back and forth with myself. Okay, should I continue this program? I hate this program. I don't want to be here. Don't want to be in this institution. I feel like people around me have kind of like this upper hand in a sense or have an advantage because, you know, some of them... Their school is being paid off and they can just, you know, kind of study and focus all of their efforts in their education. But I can't do that. And if I'm going to come to grad school and fill a course, then why am I here? I could have just stopped at my BA where I did perfectly fine without having filled a course. But in that time and in that season, you know, God wields me back in. He wields me back in. He wields me back in. He He wields me back in. And he's like, so what leader... And what great person in history, in the Bible, and just, you know, when we observe the history of the world, has not ever failed something, has not ever failed at something, whether it's school, they flunked out of school, whether it's a business idea, whether it's a proposition at a workplace, whether it's an interview, which great person has not ever failed. But what was the key? They bounced back from it. What's the word that we use? Resilience. They came back from it. They stood up. They failed at a business idea. They failed at a business proposition. They failed to pitch their idea <laughs> and on Dragon's Den. And yes, they felt like a failure. Yes, in that moment, they felt like they failed. But there was a lesson. There was a hidden gem. There was a hidden lesson. There was a hidden message in there that was telling them, don't stop here, keep on going. Because the reason why you didn't pass that course is because I needed you to push. I needed you to push through the green. I needed you to push through the difficulty. I needed you to push through the complexity. I needed you to build up your stamina, your muscles, your resilience, so that even when, you know, more difficult things come your way, you're able to persevere because you've Build that stamina both spiritually and physically and mentally, right? And so you're able to push through. And that's why this whole, you know, book series or audio book series podcast, You Needs Diary, is entitled The Unconventional Journey because we're not taking the conventional route. We're not taking the route that's linear. We're not taking the route that you go from A to B to C to D all the way to Z very perfectly. We're taking the way where there's going to be bumps, where there's going to be bumps, where there's going to be stop signs, where there's going to be, you know, winding roads, where there's going to be dead ends, where there's going to be areas where you don't pass something or you don't do well at something. And I have to understand, and what I got to understand is that's okay because at the forefront of it, in the middle of it, behind it, around it, above it, beneath it, God is there. Right So when we look at Scripture and we see David, you know King David in Psalms talking about, even if I descend into the deepest depths, you are still there with me, like God literally carries you in his hand, and so at the beginning, um, even prior to the beginning of this year, God said that this year, go forth, I am holding your hand through the fire, through the water, through the storms, through the river, I got you. You're going to go through things. You're going to experience things. You know, when I failed this course and I felt so bad and I didn't feel confident and I didn't feel like I could really move through or navigate through this program. And I felt the turmoil and I felt like, okay, like what is the point of all of the things that I'm doing here? Did I just come here to be embarrassed? Did I just come here to be told I need to take several seats? Did I come here to just flunk out of the program? And God said, no, you got to understand what the lesson is here if i'm going to make you great and i'm saying this to anybody listening to this god says like if i am going to make you great you're going to have to understand that there are going to be moments where things don't happen the way you perceive you will experience situations where you got to extract the lesson from the difficulty and the lesson from the hurt and the lesson from the embarrassment and the lesson from being told implicitly that you need to take several seats. You got to be able to extract the lesson from that. Don't let the situation overcome your mind. Don't let the situation allow words, you know, of negativity to speak into your mind. Be dictated and be led and be be led by what God says about you. And that's why the previous episode about writing the vision is super, super important because once God has given you the vision and you have written it, it's already done. He's already fulfilled it. He's already given you the tools and the ability to fulfill it. And so if the promise is already made and it's already fulfilled and God is the one who sustains and keeps it to his glory, how much more in situations where We fail at something. We don't do well at something. Somebody doesn't like our business idea. We walk into a room with so much confidence, so much joy, you know, so much confidence in the idea that we have. And then somebody just shoots it down like that's a very terrible idea. That idea sucks. Throw that in the trash take a seat, take several seats. Like you need to sit down because you think you're up here, but really you need to take a seat because you're not all that. And we hear these things. Sometimes people even tell these things to us, right? I remember even when I was younger, people used to say the outside noise will be there. (laughs) The storms will be there. But we have a God who's able to calm those storms. And in those moments where somebody tells you that you can't do something or you need to take a seat or you need to take several seats or they slam a door in your face, Or they tell you that this thing, you can't do that. You know what you should do? Be curious and explore that area. Somebody tells you that you're not good at speaking, take some public speaking lessons. Watch people who articulate very well, deliver their message very well, are persuasive, well-spoken, know how to modulate their voice, know how to accentuate their voice, know how to control their volume. And learn how to do these things. In every area where somebody told me that I can do something, I got curious. I got busy. (laughs) committed into the hands of God. And I built up that skill, right, over time. And so even in this moment where I failed this course, I was so embarrassed. I couldn't even tell anybody. I was so embarrassed. I'm like, if I flunk out of this program, I'm done. (laughs) And God said, no, you're not because i told you and let me here's a kicker and i think i shared this on a previous episode but when i applied to uft's program i told god like (laughs) i had a conversation i'm like honestly god if i get in the second round of offers i'm not going i'm not accepting the offer it just wasn't meant to be if i get in on the first round then you know what i'll put my hands up and say you know what you got me god i'm gonna go and funny enough, I got in on the first round. And so God reminded me, he's like, remember that covenant? Remember that conversation? Remember that promise I made to you? Why would I bring you into the program for you to flunk out? I just want you to extract and draw a lesson from this moment. And so, you know, as time has gone on, of course, there are other things where we go through different scenarios, we go through different things. And we're so confident in what we have. We're so confident in what we carry. And sometimes in those moments, we don't pass. But what we have is that supernatural advantage to press through. And then the next time to circumvent or to get around that thing, because now we have the strategy to be able to do it. So when we see that, uh-uh, uh-uh, this thing isn't going right, somebody's about to tell me, somebody's about to pull up a chair and tell me to take a seat. I got to do this to build up my confidence. I got to do this to build up my stamina. I got to do this to build up my boldness. And we're deliberate about it. So today's episode really is just something to continue to push you forward. That even in those moments, you may have applied to a program, may have applied to, you know, medical school, you may have applied to Law school, you may have applied to a business grant, you may have pitched an idea to a huge company and they rejected it. And they told you, Yo, your idea is not good. You're not coming into this program, you're not making this cut, you're not getting on this team. But remember, you have the supernatural advantage to be able to see in advance, which is why writing the vision is important because you know that once God has given you the vision, He's going to stick to it, He's going to fulfill it. No matter the situation, no matter Whatever failure, whatever lesson in that moment that you experience, you need to understand that the God who has given you that vision, the God who has given you the abilities, the intelligence is going to see you through. And might I add, don't put your full confidence in your human abilities because it, it will leave you in the middle of a road one day. You have to have confidence in something greater, in God who is greater, in God who is able, more able, exceedingly able, and able to do exceedingly and abundantly above anything you can fathom, think, or accomplish. So that's what I want to share with you. No matter what, doors are closed in your face. And there's been a lot. No matter the rejection. No matter Mounted seats that have been pulled up where people are telling you, take a seat. You're not all that. Trust in the God who has given you the abilities to do it. And when you trust in him, he'll give you that supernatural advantage to circumvent, to press through, to break through any situation where you're able to take the lesson from that moment and understand that he is giving me the power to do great and mighty things. But the reality is that any great man, any great woman of God is going to go through turmoil, is going to go through failures, is going to go through times where they need to learn a lesson. But the key is, can you extract the lesson from the failure? Or will you allow that? feeling moment to define you can you extract the lesson from that moment i'll catch you later next week we'll be on our reflections episode so until then keep this deeply rooted and we'll talk later peace out